You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So Ralph, the trial has entered its second week and we are hearing now evidence of neighbours who were in the apartment complex on the night. Can you go through? the? the there's two people in particular, Dylan Olney and Aoife Neve McGalley, gave important evidence yesterday. Yeah, that's right, PJ. The fifth day of the trial was very much dominated by evidence from people who lived in the Elderwood complex. And they were giving evidence about what they heard very late on the night of July the 4th and the early hours of July the 5th. Of course, July the 5th, 2019, around 5 a.m. That's the time that uh, Santina Cawley's body was discovered. Now, Karen Harrington, age 37, she denies the murder of um, Santina Cawley. And the evidence yesterday surrounded those early hours of the morning and what neighbours heard. Now, Dylan Olney lived in the apartment right next to Karen Harrington. He said he went to bed at 2 a.m. But sometime later then, he said he heard the sound of a commotion uh, on the apartment complex walkway. Now, he, he initially said it was like someone throwing a fit or a tantrum. Mm-hmm. He, he said he eventually went out to, to, to see what was going on and he saw the accused person was closing or very heavily or smashing the sliding door on her apartment open and closed. Now, later on, another neighbour would say that it was open and closed about 30 to 40 times and that it had also woken him. Now, Mr. Olney said he objected to that because of the hour of the morning and the fact that he was trying to go to sleep. Uh, There was an exchange between the two of them. Um, And at that point, then he said Karen Harrington reacted to his intervention and she started shouting at him, Dylan, go and call them, call them, call them. And that was a reference to the guardie. Now, he said, I was a bit creeped out by it because she was acting very weird. Now, later on, he said he heard what he thought was a baby crying coming from that apartment. And what he said was, I heard a child, a child crying. It alarmed me. I didn't think a child should be in that kind of situation. Now, he said he could hear a female voice in the next apartment. And he quotes, I could hear taunting. Oh, poor baby. All right. Stop crying, baby. Something like that. I thought her... I heard her say, stop it or shut up. I said, I'm going to call the cops because I didn't like what was going on. Mm. Now, Mr. Olney did call the Gardaí and there was exchanges with Brendan Grehan and the the senior counsel for uh, Miss Harrington. And Mr. Grehan was making the point that at that time and in that call to the Gardaí, uh, Mr. Olney didn't mention the baby, but uh, Mr. Olney was quite adamant. He said, I was very concerned for what I had heard. He said, I was concerned for the welfare of that child. Mm. And he said, the exchanges from this female voice to the child, he said it, it amounted to what he thought was taunting. And it seemed quite 
quite sarcastic and rather than comforting the baby, the baby's cries seemed to get louder and louder. Now, it was Mr. Olney that met the Gardaí when they arrived at the complex at 4.52am. He brought them to apartment number 26, which was the home of Karen Harrington, but there was no answer. He said there was dead silence. He said you could have heard a pin drop and Gardaí left a few minutes later. Just after 5 a.m., Michael Cawley, Santina's uh, father, arrived back from Cork City Centre on foot. He had left the apartment complex at 3 a.m. He returned just after 5. And seconds after he went into apartment number 26, he came back out shouting and roaring that his baby was dead and that the ambulance and the guardie should be called. Right. And then we heard from another neighbour, Ralph, Aoife Neve McGalley. What did she have yes, to say? Ethan Eve McGalley's evidence was was similar but but quite different in tone. And what was interesting about Ethan Eve McGalley's evidence was that she exhibited quite a lot of concern for the welfare of Karen Harrington. Now she said that she had known Karen Harrington since her teens, and she had heard the sound of arguing, breaking glass, and screaming coming from the apartment in the early hours of July the fifth. And what was notable was she said she heard the sound of argument and that one of the voices was quite deep as if it was a male voice or a female with a very, very deep voice. Mm. Now, she said, it was a a bit after that that I heard Karen screaming. She was shouting, I'm going to tell them all. Then I heard glass smash, but it didn't make any sense at all. Uh, She got up in her bedroom, she got up, she got dressed, and she went to apartment number 26. And what she told the trial was, I was genuinely concerned for Karen's safety. As she said, I could make out the sound of someone sobbing. At that point, I was very, very concerned. She knocked on the door, Karen Harrington opened the door to her apartment, and Miss McGalley said she looked very distressed. She looked very upset. She was quieter in herself. Now, she said there was a Betty Boop statue that Karen Harrington adored. It was lying smashed inside the apartment with fragments scattered all over the floor. She said Karen Harrington apologized for the noise and for the disturbance. But she said, quotes, Karen came up and turned. I noticed a mark on the side of her face. It looked like a chunk of her hair had been torn out. I got the impression she, i.e. Karen, was scared of something. I got an uneasy feeling for her. Now, Miss McGalley returned to her own apartment, but she told the trial that she was so concerned for Karen Harrington and the events that had just occurred that she rang Karen Harrington's sister to alert her to those events. So where do we go today now, Ralph? Are they still on the stand or are we still taking neighbours? No, both both of those um, witnesses have concluded their evidence, PJ. Now, we did hear from two other neighbours yesterday afternoon, and we're expecting to hear further neighbours again today. Now, uh, as, as as Sean Gallan for the prosecution outlined, this trial is expected to last for between four and five weeks, and we're expecting the medical evidence in the trial probably to be dealt with next week. Yeah, that will be very disturbing when it comes... Oh, it certainly will. I mean, what we were told in the outline evidence from or, or the outline statement from um, Sean Gallan for the prosecution was that uh, Santina Colley, when she was discovered by Guardian paramedics, that she had unrecoverable injuries. There wasn't a part of her body that didn't display a sign of trauma and that a postmortem that was conducted at Cork University Hospital found that she had suffered a fractured skull, a traumatic brain injury and a serious injury to her spine. And the precise nature of those injuries will be outlined, of course, in medical evidence. Ralph, we will catch up again. Thank you very much. Corks 96 FM. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.